Hey friends, welcome to the Empowered Homes Leadership Podcast. The purpose of this podcast is to encourage, equip, and challenge leaders to be the best they can be in all areas of their life. And today is another episode in our Lead Talk series. If you want more information, you can go to empoweredhomes.org slash lead to to find out what all of that is. But you're about to hear one of our our breakouts from Megan Landy. Megan Landy is a a mom, a wife, but she also uh, helps curate all of our content for Empowered Homes. She does an incredible job with that. But um, she was also uh, an incredible collegiate athlete. And that competitive drive and spirit is still within her. And so uh, her talk is about the competitive mindset and leadership, but not just leadership, but in life. And how do we uh, have a competitive mindset? But how are we focusing and orienting our life around the gospel and have a kingdom presence and mindset too. So Megan uh, does a great job. You're going to be blessed by her. This is for any leader, any capacity. It's a, it's a great, she does a great job. Uh, if you got questions or want more information, please email us at leaders at empoweredhomes.org. When I was 13, I declared to my dad that I wanted to be a softball pitcher. And in many ways, I, was, I started way too late in the game. Most pitchers around me had started by the age of eight, and they were already throwing breaking pitches and clocking top speeds. Meanwhile, I was throwing wild pitches over my dad's head, and they were rolling down the hill into the Rock River. I lost a lot of softballs in that Rock River. But my competitive mind wouldn't let me quit until one day I became a competitor who would knock my dad off of his bucket with my own top speed. I finally felt like I had something to bring to the competition. Competition drives much of what we do in life. At its healthiest, it builds self-esteem and it teaches valuable life lessons. It drives success and it drives unity. And I would argue that it's necessary to some degree. And I would also be willing to bet that 100% of the leaders in this room have entered into some form of competition at some point in our lives. I've been a competitive athlete for much of my life, and after all those years of chasing those wild pitches, I earned myself a scholarship to play softball in college. And at the close of my collegiate career, I shifted into the business world, and I became a sales banker. And I'll never forget what my boss said to me when he offered me that job. He said, congratulations, Megan. I'm glad you're an athlete, because I only hire collegiate athletes. And I'm pretty sure that HR probably probably had not approved of his strategy, (laughs) but I was thrilled to have a job. It felt like the countless hours of playing and training and working hard in school had propelled me into the next stage of my life. And many things that I learned in my softball career had translated into leadership and sales. I excelled at that company of like-minded, very athletic bankers, and in just two and a half years, I found myself in a management role, proving to me that there was something to my boss's hiring strategy. And while I can agree that his hiring strategy was effective, eventually I realized I had picked up some mindsets as a competitive athlete that weren't translating so well into my new place as a working professional. And when my husband and I would step into vocational ministry several several years later, I realized that these competitive mindsets manifested themselves everywhere, even in ministry. And we've already established that we come from all different areas of the world. Some of us are in vocational ministry or lay leadership. 
Some of us are in nonprofit work. Some are in the business sector. Some of us are raising the next generation of leaders. But as Christian leaders, we are all called to something greater than ourselves to make an impact for God's kingdom. And so for the next few minutes, I just want to look at three unhealthy competitive mindsets that are keeping us from collaborating with others. They're leading us to burnout and they're diminishing our kingdom impact. The first competitive mindset says, our competitors are the enemy and we crush them. St. Xavier University was our toughest college competitor. And I didn't just want to beat them, I wanted to crush them because they were tough and because they were cocky. There was one girl on that team that was like my arch nemesis. This girl would strut up to the batter's box and one game she looked at me and she gave me one of these. Like, come at me, bro. And I was like, who is this chick? And I want to say that I struck her out, but actually she hit a bomb home run over the fence. <laughs> what can you do? <laughs> and while we needed a lot of competitive focus to face a team like St. X, and it's good to have it on a field or on a basketball court or to boost our bottom line, if we're not careful, we start to apply that competitive mindset to those around us. We start to believe that the people that we work with are the enemy. Like my coworker got a promotion, and so therefore she's the competition, and I can't work very well with her. Or my boss, Bobby, he gives me all kinds of negative feedback, and so therefore he's the enemy. He doesn't, he doesn't do that, but. <laughs> and then when we approach everyone as the enemy, we fail to learn how to collaborate, and we let our competitive mindset take the driver's seat. A competitive mindset sees people and their actions or decisions as the enemy. But a kingdom mindset redirects our competitive focus to a kingdom focus. And then we can see people as God sees them. And then he reminds us of who the true enemy is. In Matthew 5 and 6, Jesus sets up this kingdom mindset and he calls his followers to seek the kingdom first above all else. When we focus on God's kingdom, that greater purpose inspires us to cheer on our coworker, to desire unity for our whole department, to seek the success of our whole organization. We can bring our questions to others graciously and we can receive feedback humbly. We can celebrate what the church down the street is doing because they are also making a kingdom impact. And it's from that mindset that we can collaborate and we can build unity and we can make a greater kingdom impact. The second competitive mindset says, we push through injuries no matter what the cost. My senior year in college, I pitched in every playoff game at the end of our season. In a matter of eight days, I had pitched in eight games, literally shouldering the whole pitching load. And I almost blew out my arm. And while I had trained and pushed to be able to step up in those days, that pace was not sustainable. The risk for injury was extremely high. And I was worn out physically, emotionally, mentally. I was burned out. I was actually ready to be done playing softball. This summer, the whole world seemed to have an opinion on gymnast Simone Biles' decision to remove herself from the Olympic team competition. It began this debate of the appropriateness of pushing ourselves past certain limits. But Simone taught me something through her decision. She taught me that only I truly know my overall wellness. 
If you are attempting to, to shoulder a whole ministry or a whole department or a whole company, or if you are taking on too many commitments, eventually you will start limping. You're going to risk your emotional, mental, physical, and spiritual health. And you're going to risk the health of those around you. And where we get into real trouble is having to admit that we are struggling. It's hard to admit that we are injured or that we are exhausted. We believe that it shows weakness. And in competition, revealing your weakness to the enemy, it gives them the advantage. But I would argue that knowing your individual weakness is critical for your health. It's opportunity for growth. And it's critical for overall organizational health. When we are willing to admit that we are injured, it allows for true collaboration. There is freedom in accepting our weaknesses because it clears our mind to see the strength of those around us. And then we can collaborate and we can operate out of the strength that, that God gave someone else rather than be stuck in our own weakness. That's an Ephesians kind of unity. One body, many parts, working together. A competitive mindset says, don't let anyone know that you're hurt. Dig deeper and do it alone. But a kingdom mindset says, I can't do it alone. It's imperative that I ask for help. That reflects the actual gospel. Admitting that we can't save ourselves. Being aware of our weaknesses and our need for Jesus. So how do we make that shift? Because realistically, a lot of us are called to carry a huge amount of organizational weight with many moving parts. I think we do it with intentionality. We own the fact that we can't carry it all, and then we implement preventative care. Look at Moses in the book of Exodus. The Lord called him to lead in a huge way. Talk about organizational weight. When Moses admits his weakness, we see that God provides help through the strength of others around him. First, God provided Aaron to speak for Moses, who struggled with communication. And then when God tells Moses to lead the Israelite army by holding up his hand so that they would prevail in battle, Moses had a keen awareness of his task, and he collaborated with men who knew him well. And then when he grew weary, which I think that he knew that he would, his teammates pulled up a rock for him to sit on, and they steadied his arms. Who do you surround yourself? Who do you surround yourself with? Will they literally stay with you and hold up your weary arms? Can their strengths pick up where your weaknesses leave off? Pushing through injuries will only diminish our kingdom impact. Corra collaborate. Be willing to admit your weakness and have freedom in working with others. The third competitive mindset says, there can only be one winner and it has to be me. Let's face it, competition demands a winner. Our competitive mindset says that there has to be a winner and there has to be a loser. Someone who's right and someone who is wrong. Winning equals success and losing equals failure. This competitive mindset is especially dangerous when we enter into conflict or disagreement, because then we begin to lead believing that the only successful outcome is for us to feel like we have won. This approach is hurting our kingdom impact 
Because measuring success by only what you can do and what you can accomplish is narrow and temporary. A competitive mindset says that only I can win. But a kingdom mindset understands that God wants all to experience the joy of his victory. Before moving to Houston, I was working my dream job for the Miracle League of Joliet. It's a nonprofit baseball league for children with disabilities. And as you can imagine, the Miracle League games were a lot different than a traditional game of baseball. The field that they played on is a flat, smooth surface so that all children of all abilities can advance the bases. The equipment box held a wide variety of bats and balls. Some kids would grab a plastic bat and they would hit from a tee from their wheelchairs. Others would barely balance in the batter's box, but they'd hold a a bat double their weight and size, and they would just wait to hit that pitch. And every child in the Miracle League is given an able-bodied assistant to help protect them. And the Miracle League, to me, represents a stunning picture of kingdom mindset. Because in the Miracle League, everyone plays. Everyone has a buddy for protection. Everyone hits, everyone advances the bases, and everyone scores. Everyone succeeds. The Bible is clear that everyone called by God has the privilege to be in the game. Leaders, we have an opportunity and a responsibility to make an impact for the kingdom and to inspire others to make an impact. If we are only focused on crushing the competition or carrying the whole load or forcing a loser because we want to win, we are missing out on what God has for us. This isn't some soft, everyone gets a trophy because you participated scenario. God isn't handing out some cheap plastic trophy. His trophy, his trophy is eternal inheritance. And everyone in the kingdom gets to have success because it's all God's success. He gets the win, and we claim the prize with him. Let Paul's words in Philippians be your charge today. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it on my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straightening forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Let those of us who are mature think this way. May we all be mature enough to trade in our competitive mindset for a kingdom mindset. Thank you.